So hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Gareth Hagan, the Deputy CEO of OCO Global, uh, and I'd like to welcome you to the fifth edition of our OCO broadcast. And today I'm delighted to be joined by uh, two colleagues, uh, Joe Hepworth, who's the Director of OCO Global uh, based in Dubai, and extremely pleased to be joined by Fahad al Gawi, who's the CEO of Dubai FDI. And I think we all acknowledge Dubai FDI, which is part of the Department of Economic Development, as one of the region's most active uh, and successful IPAs. And Fahad is also the president of WIPA, so has broad experience of the investment promotion landscape across the globe. And we're looking forward to hearing his perspective today. So good morning, both. Good morning. Morning. So Fahad, welcome to the show, uh, and you're know, interested in hearing your your thoughts today from the, the Dubai and from the Middle East. But I suppose Fahad, before we get on to the future, uh, interested to find out what Dubai FDI is doing right now uh, in terms of uh, investor engagement, uh, aftercare, uh, support for current clients, and also what practical measures have you put in place to support uh, existing investors, and how are they working? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think within uh everyone's and every uh, every challenge brings along a new opportunity and sometimes open our eyes to create uh, value in new ways. Dubai government is a, a future-oriented government and it is uh, an advantage to build on existing strategies as well as uh, promoting the implementation and use of the industry 4.0, the latest technology, such as, uh, as we all know, the artificial intelligence to accelerate the adoption and innovation of new ways to conduct uh, business. Uh, part of that is, uh, if we will look into, as um, on current uh, situation is staying connected and in touch with the investors is key in crisis. The COVID-19 uh, challenge that we are facing right now continues actually to test our uh, overall readiness to support new uh, investors as well as uh, keeping an eye on the existing investors and how we will continue to support them, looking at after them, and uh, taking care of them. At the same time, Dubai FDI critical service, such as uh, aftercare and the investment uh, support, as well as getting FDI markets inside, sector analysis, or even if we will go to one-on-one -on -one, uh, meetings with investors, all these are fully digitized right now and available online for on our various uh, channels to make it easy for you know our uh, overall uh, customers uh, as well as followers who want to see what we're doing to get engaged with us to minimize our disruption in terms of service as well as to maximize connectivity with us what we are trying to do here is also make sure that while uh, things are, are not the norm, but people feel they can reach out to us, uh, we can continue our communication with them 
as well as we uh, you know bring our services much closer so we minimize uh, disruption we activate communication we uh, make sure that we are available we are we are there for them to to help and assist Thank you, Fahad. And, you know, I like a lot of what you said there, you know, picking up on words like minimizing disruption and, and staying available, I think is, is critical, you know, to investors at this time. And it's, it's very interesting that you in Dubai are able to, you know, leverage, as you mentioned, you know, your technology and your, some of your capabilities to, to make that happen. And I suppose, you know, when people around the world think about Dubai, you know, they, they often think about it as an extremely kind of forward looking and, I sometimes think sort of futuristic sort of a kind of economy. So if we if we move to that forward looking piece, uh, kind of Fahad, I'm very interested to to hear your views and to, you know, kind of understand, you know, how Dubai FDI and how Dubai is preparing for this post COVID future, which you know we all acknowledge is going to look and feel different to kind of what what has gone before. But it would be great to hear your thoughts on you know what that might mean for Dubai and for the the Middle East region more broadly. Actually, this is a very interesting question on to really, um, you know, what's happening globally right now. We're seeing a lot of uh, exchange of best practices, who's doing what, and everyone's uh, overall idea. We have to look at destinations, countries, cities, even pockets and cities are, are, are been treated differently depending on how are they perceived in terms of their readiness to fighting COVID-19, combining uh, the um, very important uh, medical situation as well as the, the uh, overall economy and everything in between, which is the human uh, factor. This is very important for us. And here in Dubai, uh, under the leadership of His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, Vice President and Prime Minister of the UAE and ruler of Dubai, uh, we have had actually a tremendous uh, FDI success story over the past decades. Dubai went uh, against the global declining trend in global FDI flows in recent years and attracted actually more FDI capital if we will look at, uh, we'll look at year on year and ranks actually today among the top uh, three uh, FDI destinations globally. At the same time, uh, if we will look at it, Dubai has shown uh, throughout the period of global economic uncertainties in many, many years that we, and, uh, and different, uh, you know, uh, uncertainties that we uh, went through, that uh, we follow a clear vision. And uh, we set uh, the right priorities to serve business growth. At the same time, we look at the expansion and aim for uh, a better future and shared prosperity. This comes uh, at the same time while uh, we're, we're getting uh, uh, higher into investors' confidence, regardless of what global sentiments are been uh, there around. 
And this have been always important because what you develop for is not only the current situation. You develop for the future part of what you will face. We see uh, different trends right now. There are some countries who decided to close down almost everything. There are countries who decided to open up somewhere like a um, close to uh, you know regular uh, a normal situation. And then the hybrid style that you, while you try to contain the situation, you also try to move on and make uh, the market. Uh, opened a little bit so people can breathe, business can breathe. So the the effect on human is not coming from both sides. We know the effect comes from the medical part and, or, and the health issues and all these reports coming in. You want to minimize the other side, which is the uh, wages, the uncertainty of uh, of jobs, the, the close down of companies, uh, so this requires you to really be very uh, efficient and very adhering to what's happening around you and quickly adopting change when needed. With COVID-19, Dubai has uh, to prove once again the future-focused agenda. Future-focused agenda have been there in the, in the making for quite some times in Dubai. And that's, at the same time, an agile business environment was important for us to really use the latest technology in combination with highly young, talented population. Um, second to none public services that are remarkable uh, uh, and, and, and to, uh, as a social capital. And this all a combination that uh, brings resilience and high attractive uh, uh, you know, uh, element to investors. This is what we are looking at. Uh, this is what we uh, have been uh, capitalizing on for the past uh, seven, eight years. If you look at uh, smart city development, if you look at uh, the uh, e-learning that started with the national program across the country, actually, and Dubai as well. Uh, if you look at talent uh, care and talent development with the latest uh, government, uh, you know, um, improvement to support talent, keeping talent and growing talent that started two years ago. All these elements are very important to cater for the future. You will have situation like, uh, you know, uh, a global situation like this, and no one can say that this will not happen maybe again and with a different color, a different style in future. As long as you have the right elements, you know that you can uh, uh, come and, and, and tackle it. And that is very important confidence building in the system that you, you want to, to work. And this comes because there is a strong uh, uh, relationship between the private and the government sectors that have been developed for many, many years in Dubai, and that is what we call the Dubai style. Thank you, Fahad, and uh, I guess look, I've been a frequent visitor to Dubai over the last four or five years, and it's always struck me as a, a place that doesn't stand still. And I guess, you know, I, I see lots of that in what you've said about, uh, you know, looking to the future, and I've no doubt that, you know, you're 
broad thinking and your open mindedness around that, along with, you know, the fact that Dubai's economy, I think, is well positioned in terms of some of the sectors, be it digital, be it smart cities, be it some of the technology kind of sectors that you mentioned. I've no doubt that you'll face into the uh, the uncertainties and the challenges uh, as you have uh, as you have done in the in the past. If I can maybe just pass it over to Joe. Joe, we've we've heard from you know Faha who's talked uh, you know from a Dubai perspective uh, extremely eloquently. You know, in your work, Joe, you're you know kind of interacting and you're kind of in conversation with um, international clients, be those kind of EDOs or companies uh, that are looking to trade um, into Dubai and into the the broader Middle East. I'd be interested in terms of what you're seeing uh, and what the sentiment is, both in terms of uh, trade and investment um, in and out of the Middle East, uh, and uh, your thoughts on kind of how that might shape up. Sure. Okay. And, and I think, you know, what Farhad's already said there about Dubai FDI's approach to current investors and, and multinationals and, and clients and with aftercare is, is a good one, and, and we're seeing that borne out. Um, by a lot of the EDOs in the region, where you know the the first um, the first priority is, is to look after existing existing clients and make sure they're they're well looked after, and um, what Farhad was saying there around digital services to 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 mitigate the impact of obviously social distancing is an important one. Um, I think we've also seen certain countries in the region and, and even here in the UAE with, with Abu Dhabi um, using the situation as a, as a as a catalyst, if you like, to um, to to attract FDI with, and a reminder that you know in, in country value um, programs and and local uh, you know, local economic development programs are essential to this. So you know tenders and, and spends and procurement being open up to companies who are locally present and a locally value add in terms of employment, in terms of IP, in terms of um, you know, engagement in, in the local economy. And, and that's something that, you know, we've, we've been seeing in the region for the last few years. It's partic- particularly prevalent in, in sectors like defense and energy, but I think that's that's continuing and, and that's something that we see a lot of now. Um, in terms of the activities, I mean, uh, I think we're seeing... Uh, the, the region has already been pivoting east, I think, for, for, for some time in, in terms of... Um, China and, and and the Far East and and becoming a, a keynote on on the the Belt and Road Initiative. Um, Dubai in particular has been a big beneficiary of, of that and a um, you know Chinese investors, Chinese companies looking into Africa and using Dubai as a stepping off point. Um, that's certainly continuing at, at the moment and I think is accelerating because obviously we're seeing the. Um, you know the improvements come from the east as well, and you know even in places in in China where 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 things first started, they're starting to you know come out of lockdown. Companies are starting up again, movements starting up again. So we're seeing we're seeing that sort of activity coming coming from the east, and I think um, countries and and economic development agencies in this part of the world are well positioned to take take advantage of that. Um, in terms of of, of other countries and economic development agencies looking into the Middle East. I mean, that, that that's maybe a little bit slower at the moment. I think everyone's obviously waiting to see where, you know, what's happening, waiting to see where the winners are or, you know, who's 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 still around. Um, I know through our own Velocity tool, we've, we've been doing quite a lot of work in terms of company intelligence, who's innovating through COVID-19, you know, companies, you know, we even see the sort of the famous ones of the Formula One companies who are now making um, 
uh, you know, respirators and 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 um, key equipment for for the health services. Who's 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 innovating here, and and who's you know which sectors are really really booming in terms of obviously you know the, the likes of fintech, um, health tech. We we've, we've got a client called um, Firefly Learning in our incubator platform, which is is something we work closely with Dubai FDI on. Um, there they've had to sort of add in, I think. 200% capacity on their servers to 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 account for the the, the business and the, the traffic they're getting given all the, the home learning that's going on. Um, so I would actually say on, on the private company side, we've probably seen a slowdown in terms of companies coming to us as they normally do and saying, you know, hey, we're interested in setting up, we're interested in finding um, agents and distributors in the region. Although what I have seen just in the last week, um, British companies come to us wanting to do a research project on what, what the market's got in store here. They're a sort of an outsourced government support um, consultancy, you know, doing sort of um, call center work, that sort of thing for government. So we're undertaking a research project for them. Um, just yesterday through through the DIT in the UK, we got we got a similar project came in for, um, I think they're in, they're a sort of data protection, GDPR, um, again, another I think very relevant subject, given that how much data is now you know having to go online and to be shared. And they've asked us, whereas I think maybe six months ago they might have said that we really want to come in and we're ready to set up. They've said we really think this is a market of interest here in the UAE, but we'd like your help to better understand it and to hold our hand on the way in. Um, and then last week we, we we've just started engagement with a with an Irish company, a listed company in in the prop tech sector, and they're the same. I mean, they they know that the market here is has got lots of potential for them, um, but that they've come to us through our incubator platform because they like the safe, and the 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 supported um, sort of the handholding that that we provide and and that Dubai government provides. In you know we we do that with 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 Farhad's team. Um, you know they they may have just come in on their own before, but given the current circumstances, they're happy to have that sort of supported market access. So I think that there's a, a variety of themes we're, we're we're seeing there. Thanks, Joe. And you talked uh, a little bit there, Joe, about uh, collaboration, and we're we're seeing certainly through this crisis, you know, kind of companies, governments, kind of collaborating and innovating, probably like never before, and you know, activities that you know might normally take you know years and months, you know, being crashed into weeks and days, which is uh, you know one of the, the the few positives of the situation. I, I guess Fahad, just sticking with the theme of collaboration for a second. Uh, and obviously, you're the uh, current president of WIPA. Uh, and, you know, there's been quite a lot of talk uh, within investment promotion circles about how COVID-19 provides an opportunity and perhaps even a necessity for investment promotion agencies to collaborate and work more closely together. Is that something that you're seeing and, and, and advocating from a, from a WIPA point of view? Uh, definitely, WIPA is a collaborative NGO between uh, all IPAs around the world. And this was shown actually in uh, my open letter to my colleagues and partners at uh, WIPA. I personally addressed the substantial importance of cooperation, heading for a common goal, and also on the development of COVID-19, that this is the realization that we are all in 
uh, and this together, and nobody uh, is available to solve this crisis single-handedly. There is always uh, a feel of of uh, belonging when you talk to uh, you know organizations that hold the same prospect or area of business. And at WIPA, we aim to follow one global strategy for the future and learn from each other. Uh, exchanging best practices and at the same time also enabling each other through uh, dedicated capacity building trainings. These are part of uh, what we initiated uh, in the last two years at WIPA and we will stress on developing with Hamdan Center for the Future of, of, of Investment that we hold on. We, are, we started at WIPA also putting a, a platform at uh, WIPA, uh, uh, you know, landing page for sharing best practices on fighting, fighting COVID-19. The different uh, scenarios that have been implemented by different countries, uh, the different experiences, findings, uh, and we're sharing them all at the same platform. So for all IPAs uh, to really see and learn and, and share is very important, especially in, in, in times of, of, of crisis like this. Uh, a lot of uh, individuals, uh, as well as organizations and companies, would need uh, you know, uh, intuition just to really see what we can do and how can I fight this situation? What can I do with my employees? How do I talk to authorities? What I need to prepare for the future? What is the overall uh, you know, impact on, on families? Because families are, are the component of, or the end component of all uh, investment, uh, if you look at. Uh, on the other side, uh, Dubai, uh, from Dubai side, we have a very critical role in this endeavor to be a driving force uh, from Dubai of the uh, you know, perspective. Uh, on, at the same time, for me, it's, uh, uh, personally, it is a, my high, uh, highest ambition to use WIPA as a global platform, enabling all the colleagues at the different IPAs to become uh, better, to approach uh, everything they do, uh, to help attract uh, impact FDI, impact FDI that drives economic growth as much as social progress and the environmental sustainability. This is our 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 drive, and this is what you're focusing on from uh, a global IPS perspective at the World Association of Investment Promotion Agency WIPA. Thanks, Fahadov. It's very encouraging to, to hear you talk about that uh, sort of industry or that kind of collective uh, approach across uh, investment promotion agencies. And I guess, you know, the old phrase, uh, a problem sort of uh, shared being a problem halved, you know, is never is never kind of more relevant than, than, than now. I suppose, though, guys, you know, very keen to, to, to hear your thoughts about, you know, what this might look like um, out the other side. And I suppose, you know, in closing, if I could ask a question to you both, and I'll maybe start with you, Joe, which is, you know, if we're sitting here, you know, in a year's time, you know, on a, on a future edition of broadcast, you know, what would you like to be able to look back at, you know, kind of, you know, from, from that point a year from now? What would you, you like to be able to say, Joe, and, and, and I'll ask you, Fahad, as well, in terms of what, uh, what we've achieved over, over the period between now and, uh, and then? Sure. And I, I think... It... To answer that question, I think back to when I arrived in the UAE in um, 
summer 2008. Now, bear in mind that I think I arrived June 2008 and then Lehman Brothers was October 2008. And we all know what, what happened for the, for the next year or two. And, and obviously, the UAE and Dubai was, was, was very badly impacted by what, what, what happened in the, the global financial crisis. But within a, a very short space of time, there was, there was a real V-shaped recovery here. Now, you know, I, I hope it isn't wishful thinking on my part, but I think Dubai and the UAE have the ingredients and the infrastructure, be it physical and 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 soft and digital, to make those those V-shaped recoveries um, to make them happen, um, and to use events like this for the positive. And, and I think, for example, you know, we, we've not talked about the oil price on, on this conversation, but you know, the UAE and, and, and Abu Dhabi, obviously, in particular, have long been preparing for a non-oil future. But these these um, events and crises actually sort of accelerate that that process and 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 drive forward innovation and um, alternative um, sectors and industries. Um, and, I, and I think whether maybe a year is is a, is, a, is probably a bit too soon for some of the outcome of of, of that. The other thing that that we do have um, here is is. Dubai Expo 2020 is most likely to, to move out by 12 months. Um, that, that's due to be confirmed um, fairly soon. And I think that you'll see that as a major catalyst, assuming that then happens in, in late 2021. For that post-COVID world, I think, you know, Expo 2020, assuming the name remains the same, will be the, the, the sort of the lodestar and the, and the focal point for recovery, for innovation, not just for Dubai, but, but for, for, for the whole world as well. And yourself, Fahad, what would uh, success, what would you like to be able to look back on uh, a year from now? Yes, Gareth, from uh, the perspective that I see, uh, once this finish and the new reality, there will be, I think, new uh, you know, type of, of, of economy that we will look at. And if you'll go to the economy uh, and the way that it was going on in the last uh, 10 years at least, uh, we saw the rising of the service-based uh, uh, economy and uh, more into cities, if you look at. Current uh, uh, you know, circumstances brings back this notion even stronger. Those type of cities that has the readiness and in, in, their, in, their, in their services already implemented across all levels, who really are uh, working within within their capacity on the global outreach. Uh, and I'm referring here to cities who can make a difference in their regional perspective. Um, looking at Hong Kong, Singapore, Dubai, and a few other cities around the world, where you are already a, an aviation global hub, uh, you are a, I think Dubai is the third largest in terms of aviation and the ninth largest in terms of port, uh, as well as the infrastructure inside the city brings that strong element of uh, uh, logistics being handled, being moved, being quick, being agile to really take advantage of how the world would look like at the end of that. On the other side, I look at also the human being uh, reaction. And some uh, 
points or elements that I, I, I took through different readings and, and, and reports coming in uh, from different parts of uh, consultancy firms and some experts, that there will be some sort of migration from a point to another. And definitely it will go to the areas or cities or destinations that shown uh, better handling of uh, COVID-19 crisis in and after. And this is clearer for everyone to see where it is going to be. And, and I think Dubai should have uh, part of, of, of that. People want life, want security, want uh, safety, and want to know that government will work for their uh, benefits in, in bad times and can hold to really bring up the right services to everyone across all level. And that's what happens here in Dubai and UAE, where the government says we will take care of everyone, including even uh, travelers who got stranded here in that time. So uh, this is my my point of view that if you if you decided to be uh, ready for all different circumstances and you activated that in your systems, you will be one of the beneficiaries once this uh, finishes. Thanks, Fahad. And it's very clear that you know the last couple of decades, Dubai has become a I guess a meeting place for the world. And you know I really hope that. Uh, you know, to your point, Joe, with Expo 2020 and other initiatives that Fahad has talked about, that it will regain that position uh, when we come out the uh, the other side of this. And, you know, it just really leaves it for me to, to thank both of you. Uh, I've really enjoyed you know, the conversation. Uh, I think, you know, your insights and your perspectives from the market have been great. And look, I look forward to, I hope, you know, not before too long, uh, seeing both of you in, in person again and we can uh, kind of talk further. But uh, that really brings the fifth edition of OCO Broadcast to an end. Uh, lots of interest and perspective, uh, I'm sure, for everybody uh, from this episode. Uh, and we look forward to connecting with you uh, again soon. So thanks. Thanks both of you again uh, for your thoughts and your time, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you.